You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, Fox and Hops heads? How are you all doing? I am Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy, and this is my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I hang out with my friends and I ask them about their lives, their music, and most importantly, we drink great craft beer, and then I share that conversation with all of you. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading this episode, streaming it. I greatly appreciate that. I hope that you had a great week. I had a great week. I am getting ready for my next tour with Cryptopsy, which is coming up. In early July, starting on July 5th, it is the Laws of the Flesh 2019, the very first extensive Asian tour for Cryptopsy. It starts on July 5th, as I said, in Singapore, and then we head over to Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, Taiwan, Japan, Osaka, Tokyo, Japan, and then we end in South Korea. I'm super excited for this. It's going to be an intense trip. It's going to be fucking extreme. I am so stoked to do The Laws of the Flesh 2019. You can check all that out on the Cryptopsy website, www.cryptopsy.ca, in the tour section on the website. You can get your tickets there. You can also see the dates that we added for the upcoming November tour, the Latin America tour alongside Origin, which starts on November 6th and runs all the way until November 17th. Super stoked to be back in Latin America. It's been a while. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be brutal. There's going to be a lot of blast beats. Earlier this week, I got hit up by a Vox and Hops fan, a longtime fan of Cryptopsy, a dude who brought me out some beer while I was on the Hellover North America tour when we hit Denver, Colorado. My friend Ryan Ball had something horrible happen to him last week. Uh, as he was finishing up his gig, some dude was helping him load out his drums, and the guy fucking stole them. There was a fundraiser going on right now, which was organized by one of his friends to help raise some money so that he can purchase himself some new drums. I'm going to put that link in the description. If you want to help him out, help out Ryan Ball. He's a cool dude. He drinks great beer and uh, he needs to get some fucking drums to get back on his feet. So uh, it fucking sucks, Ryan. Sorry, dude. And uh, I hope a lot of you Vox and Hops heads uh, give him a hand. Today on the podcast, I have a special disclaimer. It is the first return Vox and Hops alumni episode. Andrew Garrity, the basis of Wolfhammer, the uh, merch dude, the tour manager, the driver, the uh, tour road dog himself. Second time on the podcast, when I finished the last one, I said that uh, he was uh, too nice, too squeaky clean. And for all of you who know Garrity, he is absolutely not that. So I'm going to put a huge disclaimer on this episode because it's, it's very dark. Uh, if you normally listen to this podcast in the background with, while you're with your children, uh, if your kids are around, uh, young people who are influenceable, I suggest that you do not listen to this episode because it gets very, very dark and uh, it's, 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 it's pretty scary. So uh, I suggest not to listen to this around little kids and uh, young people in general. With all that being said, uh, here it is, Fox and Hops, episode number 38. Andrew Garrity, he's back. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. What's up, everybody? Today I'm in New York City, and uh, we're nearing the end of the Hell Over North America, the Blast Beat Party. And it is finally time... 
to get Garrity back on the podcast. You are my first return guest. Woo! Uh, you should feel honored. I, I feel <laughs> a mixture of emotions. So we're in our bandwagon. You're very familiar with bandwagons. Too familiar. <laughs> Way too familiar. Uh, how do you feel about these things? I mean, they're great. It's like a rocket ship. Not the vehicle, but like an actual spaceship. It's... I mean, for me, it's cool. They're separated, so I don't have to listen to anybody in the back. Yeah, for, for people that don't know, you drive the bandwagon. In bandwagons versus a bus, the driver's section is in a separate area. It's totally separated. It's beautiful. I don't have to he- see, hear, deal with any of it. <laughs> Except via text, maybe. Yeah, when people Or text- you guys got radios, maybe. No, they, I got I, my phone's on the voice-to-text mode thing. for dr- It's driving mode. Android has it. I don't know what to call it, but when people text me, it's like, text message from... <laughs> Would you like to read? And I'm like, yeah, fucking read it to me. And I got my headset so I can just <laughs> yell at my phone like, you dumb piece of shit. And then it just types it away. Only weirdly enough, it's got this thing where it started censoring out all the swear words, which makes me real upset. They're watching you. Yeah, I guess. I, I do it a lot. So it's the TSA. Yeah. Oh, fuck TSA. You're <laughs> <laughs> an immortal enemy. Fucking TSA. You, you, you have supplied us with a much better beer than the last podcast. Yeah, that fucking Kozel garbage. We had a, a Kozel dark last time. We were in uh, <laughs> Slovenia. I don't know. Day off. No, and it was your day off. <laughs> yeah, it was. You brought me uh, something from the Funky Buddha Brewery. Mm. Tell me about that brewery. Uh, South Florida, one of our lovely homegrown breweries. Um, one of my top three favorites in the state. They have a lot of really good stuff. One of the things that really uh, they're more well known for is they did this uh, maple bacon coffee breakfast stout thing. It's fantastic. Sounds amazing. It is. It is. But then this came out, and I, I felt that I owed you something. Yeah, this is called The Love Below. Outcast album. Which is, yeah. <laughs> That's why I bought it. And it's an imperial stout aged in Cabernet and bourbon barrels with cherries, chocolate, and natural flavors added. Anything aged in cabs have, you have my shut up and take my money. That's why I brought you one. It's so good. They're so good. I love it. It smells, uh... Boozy yet fruity. It is boozy and fruity. Let's see. Cheers. Cheers, bud. And our plastic glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. It's so good, right? Yeah. See, everybody did the bourbon thing for so long. It's like beat to death. And don't get me wrong, I love bourbon, and I love bourbon barrel-aged whatever, but like, you just get... So you know how, like, there's death, and then when you're on tour and you smell like shit for long enough, you get smell death. So whatever the version of like taste bud death is, I don't fucking know. Someone said hop fatigue for yeah. for, for heavy IPAs the other yes. day on the podcast. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, there's like hop fatigue, but then, then there's, there's also bourbon fatigue. Well, it's just like the, it's the we don't have any creative ideas. Mm. Let's do what everyone else is doing behind the curve, and it's like oh. Because that works cool. out. This is a very good beer. Yeah, I'm fucking glad. Goddamn <laughs> better be. <laughs> Um, the reason we're really doing a, a part two is because, <laughs> as many people know, Garrity is a, an intense individual, and our previous podcast, he was far too uh, calm and collected. <laughs> I tend to bring that out of people, but uh, yeah, we're we, gonna... we, 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 we want to delve into the, the deeper, darker side of Garrity during so this podcast. Literally, right before we started, <laughs> we were talking about crystal meth and how it makes your teeth fall apart like they're made out of sand and hairspray, and that is very true. So, so, so. You, you have a fondness for... I fucking love speed. It's the best. <laughs> You're not supposed to do it, and it's terrible. I'm not condoning anybody else doing it. 
and I do my best to so I don't do it really anymore but I did and I'm not one of those people that's gonna like turn around and be like drugs are fucking terrible they ruined my life and no one should ever do them like you it's not mutually exclusive they can be terrible and ruin lives but also be fucking amazing and they are like anybody who's anybody who's done drugs will be honest at least that can be honest will be like okay it's really terrible nobody's gonna be you know fucking deny that but at the same time like nobody was doing them because they're like i hate every moment of this this is the worst experience of my life Woo! no what would be uh, the first awakening moment what the, that drugs were great or that they were terrible uh we'll start with the great because i'm sure the terrible came after that okay so the the, the okay so re- let's rewind back you got into booze early yeah oh yeah Oof. how 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 easily did the transition from booze into uh i was actually always really against like so i let's see i smoked weed when i was like 14 uh and then after, that was like it for a really long time and i just had no desire to do anything else and i used to have like a real aversion to uh like i don't know hard drugs i guess like pills drugs things like that and it was uh it was weird and then uh actually so uh being from florida the doctors down there are real uh real into just giving shit away or they were for a while and then they got like kind of stamped out on a bit so is, they, is that the reason why there's so much yes weirdo sh- stuff going on i mean on that, in florida? That, that's naturally florida is just a fucking weird place i mean we're like the cock of the country we're just dangling <laughs> off there abused and unused and, and if you think about it everybody that comes so you have all these people come down and they they transition their lives somewhere like shitty parents bring their kids or old people go there to fucking die or whatever but they all go down there and they bring all their shitty weird habits with them and then everyone talks mad shit about florida and it's like we are a land of transplants and most of the like natives that i know oh i can't say most a lot of the natives i know are fairly reasonable people i'm a native so that's a real shitty example i guess (laughs) but uh like the drive everyone's like oh florida drivers are the fucking worst yes florida drivers are fucking terrible because you got the mass holes and new yorkers and everybody from california and everybody that brought their shitty driving habits with them and then stayed there and when everybody talks shit about florida too i say then fucking go leave and don't come back and then the idiots among you out there right now are probably like oh but you know your entire state's based around fucking tourism dollars guess what those people were never going to be tourists they were never going to give us money so their loss is fiscally irrelevant Ta-da. See how that doesn't affect us? They can go fuck off, and then Florida gets to stay weird, and they don't... Other people will come anyways. Yeah, other people come... Yeah, the fucking... The rat world with Doofy and Marty Mouse. People love that shit. <laughs> Back to the drugs. Okay, yeah. So, um, so I was a hyperactive kid, and uh, I kind of touched on it on the last one. Uh, I have uh, fought, struggled, dealt with whatever, uh, like anxiety and depression in various forms all of my life it's funny we didn't do this the other day when we originally talked about it because i was in the midst of like a fucking just like shit day of of anxiety and like i'm gonna cancel my next tour fuck this really oh yeah i had a bad one the other it was like 10 hours of just sitting in, that's the downside sitting in the cab with my thoughts most of the time i can put on audiobooks or whatever and like zone out and but every so often the bad brain kicks in and he's like you're a piece of shit today is gonna suck and you can fight it but if you lose then you still have that like nine hours alone with your thoughts on the road and you can't stop like we got to get to the show but i just have to like kind of ignore it which is nigh impossible because it's your fucking brain 
And so it's uh, it's like, imagine a nine-hour-long existential crisis. That's, that doesn't sound very pleasant whatsoever. But yeah, it sucks. But it's like that, like, eh, 50-50 on tour. But I'm, like, nobody's awake, so it doesn't matter. It's just me, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this. Ugh. That's, it's... There's nothing you really do about it. You just you just suffer it, and it's it's fucking miserable. You're but, such a road warrior. Yeah, I just fucking. <laughs> also, part of me is like comfortable with it at this point, so it's just like I'm miserable and shitty, and then I'm just like, ugh, that's Tuesday, I guess. <laughs> and I go fucking. I mean, how many? I mean, you've seen it this tour. It's like I just get to the venue. I'm like, I'm gonna slam like eight beers and pass out. Yeah, because it's better than being awake. You just time travel into the future, and all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. and you have to drive again. But you know what? During that whole sleepy time. Didn't have to deal with any of that fucking weird brain shit. Just got to fucking... So you're a young kid dealing with yeah. anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So the doctor, I had to re-up my first fucking... I had to go to a... a, a I don't know. So I, I, as much as I fucking love reading, dude, I still to this day always fuck up like psychologist, psychiatrist. The one that gives you the drugs. I, get I don't know either. A psychiatrist? I, a, I think it's that one too, yeah. So I went to him and he didn't really listen. Kind of did. But he's like, you're a kid. I know better than you. And so he gave me shit to calm me down and help with my anxiety. And that shit was called Xanax. Which puts it, it's a real downer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a it's a downer in the sense that it puts you down, but it is not a downer to hang out with. Whew. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you feel fantastic. It also, it also makes you just, like, sleep. and So that doesn't work. And this is, like, I'm still honest at this point. Like, I'm still trying to figure things out. Like, I hate being miserable. I've got I got I got asked to leave my first middle school. Like they didn't kick me out. They're just like we're not going to let you back in if you try to apply, so you should go somewhere else. The difference is if you get expelled, then you can't return to a school in the county I live in for a year. You have to go to like a specialty school. So, uh they didn't expel me. They just asked me not. This is in your early teen years. Yeah, oh yeah. I was like fucking 12. Okay. <laughs> and uh they're like we're not going to kick you out, but you definitely shouldn't come back. So my dad were you just i fucking hated it there and i i was angry and shitty so it's outspoken in class or yeah mouthy if i know you well yeah i was mouthy i was a dick i i know why though it's because you're 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 probably bored i didn't i did get bored so that was when they moved me up to like the so there was a weird we'll get to this there was a weird crossover point at the next school i went to but yes i got really bored i was also mouthy and then i was a so i'm I was not I had a growth spurt like the next year but that year I was still like shorter but I was an asshole and I mouthed off to a lot of people and got beat up by a lot of people but it was one of those things where like somebody be an idiot and I would call them an idiot and then they would kick my ass and then I'd be all fucked up on the ground like you're still an idiot (laughs) I didn't learn anything I just needed them to understand um so yeah they basically uh they fucking they were hated me there they're just like get the fuck out um, I want a crowning memory there. I told some kid he was a dildo, knocked me the fuck out, missed the bus and everything. I had to call my dad. and was like, I don't know what happened. And then I got there. My dad's like, you look like a fucking raccoon, dude. Like one of my eyes right all fucking, don't, don't remember what the fuck it was. Just, he was an asshole. I got knocked out. So the Xanax came in. Yeah, Xanax comes in trying to calm all that shit out of me. They're like, you need to fucking cut that out. Um, doesn't work just makes me sleepy and fucked up a lot um and this is where i start dancing with the idea that like all right maybe this isn't terrible maybe we could just have fun with this um this is so much better than that fucking kozo crap this beer is really really good worth 28 dollars we were I, making I, fun I, of it before <laughs> now it's fucking kind of opened up to it i i i you know you, you gotta invest in the quality sometimes that's very true you get what you pay for or as as francois Ule put it to me once 
Hey, uh, okay, you pay bananas, you get monkeys. <laughs> Shout out to Francois. I love that dude. <laughs> but that's a very him thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so they switch me. They're like, all right, this isn't working. We're going to try something else. So then they're like, downers don't work. Let's try uppers. Because, I mean, there is a, a logic to that. Like, if you need them, they have an inverse effect a lot of the time. So they start giving me, like, smaller dosages of fucking uppers and shit. And that's when, like, this light kicks on. I have this discovery where I feel, for the first time, I feel amazing. Not angry and miserable and shitty. I just feel great. And I have, like, all the energy. And I can focus, like, laser point. Meanwhile, my brain's, like, a million miles an hour normally. And I, I can't organize too my many, thoughts. too many thoughts at yeah, once. Yeah, too many things going on. And there's, like... Imagine a room full of voices yelling at you all at once, and you have to pick out one and go that. Yeah. And somebody's like, "What did he say?" And you're like, "I'm fine." <laughs> now I'm angry. Word, words, yeah. thing. I don't fucking know, man. So it's that. And so school uh, must have been really tough. Yeah, it's. I, I had a weird thing. So I was like good at stuff, and I learned early on that if you're good at things, people expect shit out of you. And replicating being good at stuff while you're battling with your own mind is really fucking difficult. So it's easier for people to think you're an idiot. So you played dumb. I just refused to do stuff so they could never find out I wasn't dumb. Like, and then I made mistakes along the way where it was like, I'd do a test and do real good. And then like, like, we know you're not stupid. You're just not doing anything. And I was like, fuck you. Go to the principal's office. Sick. No more having to do shit. <laughs> it must have been like frustrating for your teachers. So they tried, they made me take a test because they thought I had a fucking developmental disorder at one point. Which, I mean, they're probably not wrong. I mean, I've been told I'm probably on the spectrum more times than I can count. And I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I've never talked to a professional in that sense. But yeah, no, numerous people that have known me really well have been like, you might be a little bit. And like, so they put me, they thought I might be like in the ESL class. I don't know what you're supposed to call it now. We used to call it slow classes. That's probably incorrect now. Um, I don't know the better word. But yeah, the developmentally differently abled, I guess. We can't say disabled either. Um, but they made, they're like, oh, that, no, it's not it. And then they maybe take like a fucking smarty test, but I didn't know about it at the time. So like, I couldn't, I didn't fuck it up enough or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they caught me and they're like, ah, fucking, <laughs> you like books and shit, fucking nerd. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. You got me. Yeah. So they made me go into like the, what they called the, the like advanced, the gifted class or whatever. I forgot the AGP, advanced gifted program. That was what it called. And I thought that was like, oh, sick. And they talk it up and they make you think it's going to be cool. It fucking sucks. Like, the work is is double. Cha it's challenging, and you're not with your friends. And when you're in, like, middle school... Actually, this started... That's Technically, that started when I was in, like, fifth grade. And then, like, sixth grade, seventh grade. And then, like, up into high school. Okay, so basically, we that happens. I get to high school. It sucks. They realize I'm not an idiot. They, like, make me do stuff. And I'm like, man... This speed thing has been fucking helping out. So, so they put you on Adderall? Like my freshman year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like they put me on that shit. I was like, this is great. I can focus. And I, it, honestly, it feels like you're floating like two inches above the ground and you're on like everywhere. The world is slowed down, but you're fucking in double speeds with like, like fucking Bionic Man and shit. And uh, I got all my work. I, grad I graduated half a year early, but not in the normal way. We'll get to that. <laughs> they kicked me the fuck out. Let's put it bluntly. <laughs> they didn't like me there either. And I didn't like being there. Fuck them. Um, shout out RVHS. Um, no. So I was like, man, I wonder if I double down on this, this is going to be sick. And then I did. And it was the best worst thing ever. Because after that shit, you're like... And then, like, at the time, I don't understand, like, the mechanisms of how, like, your serotonin, dopamine, and your uh, uh, adrenaline reserves work. And how those drugs work. And I don't understand that, like, your brain can only output so much and only has so much in reserve before, like, 
you can't jump anymore. And then you kind of have like the same physiological brain responses like somebody who is like suicidally depressed, which oh, it just you don't know down. about. I didn't know about that as a kid, so I'm just like, yeah, it goes completely like, 180. Yeah, so it goes from like working to the opposite of working. So I would be awake for days, just like no, 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 I'm eating my pills. I know that you told me that you you would just stay up and read. Yeah, yeah. So I would go on the internet, like the fledgling internet. I would just read shit and like learn about weird shit and like get books. And there was a library not far from my house, so I could ride my bike uh, to the library and then get a bunch of books. And then I would just sit in my room all night and read. And I actually used to. So I put trash bags over the windows. This is just incidental to all that. I took a bunch of trash bags one day that was high, and I covered them in foil and used foil tape to black out like the trash bag so one time was yeah, shiny yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I used like push pins to pin it to the <laughs> window what, what was your your, your, your parents opinion? I don't know my dad didn't really question it at the time he was just like whatever <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo I mean he's not I was real weird back I mean I'm still weird as fuck but he just thought I was being weird but again also shout out to my pops like he's he put up with a lot with me growing up like there was there was numerous times where like I had the cops show up because I threatened to murder somebody. So speak, speak of the devils. Scab, scab, bro, scab. <laughs> Some cops are bastards. <laughs> um, I had the cops show up at my house once because I threatened to kill somebody. He's a piece of shit. I still hate that guy. We're not gonna name names, but no, no. He was, let's put it this way: he was the new kid. He moved in and he fucking chose me to pick on to like be cool with all my friends and then I was like oh so I fucking punched him in the face <laughs> and after that weirdly enough I was like five percent gonna fucking kill you guess what you can't do in public school surprising in Florida of all places I mean this is like pre like the crazy school shooting every other day fucking thing so like it wasn't as like on edge uh then but like yeah, I was just uh, you know so that, that sucked and then like cops show up and they're like you can't fucking do that and I'm like I mean, it was hyperbole. I wasn't literally going to kill him. I just had an extreme <laughs> I'm point sp- to I'm express. Spe- I'm speaking Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking hold your skull out. <laughs> and drink from it. Yeah. I'll drink from the blood of my enemies. Uh, so. Doubling down on speed. Yeah, sick, though. Like, got real high a bunch. Read a bunch. Learned a ton of shit. Uh, then would sleep all day in school. Because that shit fucks you up. I would think so. It makes you real tired. I mean, you could stay up for days and days and days, and then you but crash. But then you crash, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I started lying to my doctor and said it would get me stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I hit, like, kind of the limit. And then I was talking to somebody about it on the internet, because there was a whole... Underground forum thing. Yeah, before, Reddit, like, Silk Reddit Road and all that shit. Something. Before Reddit, you could, you could find people and talk to them about it. They'd be like, yo, if you do this, they're going to know you're lying. This is how you lie properly. And I was like, oh, shit. And then my health insurance runs out. So that was a thing. I just didn't have health insurance. And I didn't have money, so... Enter the meth. Yeah, so there was a guy down the street from me that I talked to, a, like, well, an, another guy at school told me about this guy down the street. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, he can get it for you. And so, like, I remember hanging out with him, and he was like, oh, yeah, I can get you stuff. Because Adderall is not that far from No, so there's, there's, okay, so there's, like, they're binary molecules. It's like an evil twin, basically. So the way it works is, uh, short, rough version of this is, imagine if you had something laying on a table, and then you stood up a mirror perpendicular to it, and you looked in it, the mirror would show the inverse laying on the table. That's basically how it works. The one side is, like, the good fun one. The other one is the meth one. That's probably fun a little bit at the beginning. Yeah, it was. It was really cool, because it's really strong. <laughs> and you just <laughs> stay up for fucking, like, a week. And it's cheap. Yeah, it's... Oh, cheap-ish. God, it's, it's very yeah. cheap compared to other drugs, yes. And then you, like... 
you fucking sleep all weekend for like a day and a half, two days straight. Recouping. Yeah, but you just don't care because you're fucking... The, the thing about it was it was the, it fucking made me feel what I thought at the time like other people felt like being normal. So you're not like depressed and angry all the time. Which also part of that was like just hormones being a fucking teenager. A teenager. Yes, yeah, seriously. so it's like teenager combined with all the other shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to deal with it. Um, and you're and you're way too smart. Yeah, it's a fucking, so it must have been really annoying. It is. High school must have just been. It sucked. So I literally changed when I was in high school. I don't know how it works in Canada, but in the states, well, specifically in Florida, you had to choose like a career path. And like one of the things that pissed me off was uh, I had to move schools because they redrew the boundaries. So one year, my my sophomore year, I had to go to this new school. Awful, fucking awful. It was like all the worst assistant principals, and everybody got fucking thrown there. And it was when they redrew the boundaries, it was all like super rich kids. And like these, like literal million dollar houses and shit like that. And my parents are not that, so I just happened to be incidentally on the borderline of the, the boundary. So and you didn't, you had trouble fitting in. Yeah, I didn't really fit in with them, and I also by that point like drugs, which I'm sh- not sure they did. Mm, maybe, not, yeah, maybe not, they weren't on they the were Adderall. Like, they would like, oh, dude. New York City. They were like, yeah, what's up, yeah, dude? Yeah. So they were like, oh, we got some pot for my older brother. And I was like, oh, I remember my first fucking yeah. oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, or it's like, you know. It's almost like you'd fit in more nowadays with the whole. Yeah. It's the university, college, uh, Adderall freaks. Yeah. It's, which, was, which is like happening now. It is weird. Why wasn't that happening when I was that age? You'd be the, you'd be the dealer. I would fucking <laughs> fuck that. I don't know. I'd either deal or I'd do. I can't decide. <laughs> but yeah, so I like did all that and fucking uh, went to one school for a year. Then I got special assignment back to my old high school because I liked it way better. And uh, But yeah, I changed my entire career plan in school. They're like, oh, if you want to go to college, you have to fucking like learn uh, uh, two years of a foreign language and you have to do all these things. And originally, I was like into it. And I was like, oh, school. Because the one school I went to had like... Well, what was your career path? What, 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 what was Garrity supposed to be? So Garrity didn't know what Garrity was supposed to be until I got accepted to colleges like I took tests and stuff. I got a ASVAB and the the the, the uh, PSATs and all that shit. And um, I did all right, man. Like I took the SATs. I didn't do bad. I didn't well enough to get accepted to colleges. Then I realized that costs money. And then um, to get like grants and shit. Yeah, yeah or scholarships. Or- yeah, yeah, scholarships. You have to do good in high school. And then that whole thing where I didn't give a fuck about any of that kicks in. So the fact that like I know stuff is irrelevant because they're like, well. Your fucking grade point average is trash, and it's like yeah. that's because this is fucking boring, and I hate but it, everybody. But the opposite of it would be like if you just walked in and did your uh, SATs and just yeah. nailed it. That's a, so I didn't do bad. Like this is before. I mean, I took it before they changed it and added the writing portion. But I didn't do bad. I did well enough where the people wanted me to go to places. But I didn't do well enough in high school with the fucking GPAs for them to be like, "Hey, this guy's." We're gonna give you a lot of money. Chance. They're yeah. like, they're like, mm, we'll give you some money and hope you don't fuck it up. Which is, I mean, that's, I would have, I wouldn't have done that for me. So. It's a gamble. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Especially at that point in your life. Yeah, it was bad odds. They were making mistakes. <laughs> I ended up not going. I remember I got accepted and then, uh, so everything after this is alleged. We're going to fast forward real quick because the height, the career path. Allegedly, I got super high one night and rode around on my bike and tried to break into newspaper boxes because they used to have padlocks and they had switched to bolt locks, which is like a metal bolt that goes straight through it. And I didn't pay attention to that. And so I rode around on my bike. And you were trying to steal what? The papers or the, 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 the coins? coins? The coins, dog. <laughs> I was trying to snip through that little shitty saw and shit. We were trying to saw through the locks. And then we found out there were bolt locks, which are literally to prevent that. Nobody's used pet locks since like the fucking 70s, dude. I'm just a 
shitty thief. So it was it was a desperate moment. Yeah, I was I was fucking. I remember that that same year, I like end up detoxing at my girlfriend at the time's house. And I like Christmas, it was Christmas Eve. They used to do a thing. Yeah, or they used to do this thing where they would like so they would watch It's a Wonderful Life every year together as a family. <laughs> and I, I mean, this, she's still one of my best friends to this day. We're not gonna name names. She got like a family and getting she's getting remarried actually. Uh, but her kids are cool. I've known them since they were little, but. Pre her having kids, she and I like tried to see what was up for a bit, and it just did not work. Uh, shocker. Um, but I just remember <laughs> I showed up at her house because I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And I'm like pale and sweaty and like shaking and definitely fucking detoxing because I ran out of money and couldn't do math. And uh, she tells her parents that I have the flu. <laughs> so but, they, but he still came for Christmas. Yeah, he still he cares. He wants to be part of the family. Yeah. So she like wraps me in a towel. We're sitting out on the, the pool deck watching on TV, and I'm just like, <laughs> fucking just dying. And uh, it was awful. Oh, man, I've never felt more terrible in my entire life. It was fucking trash. But so from the meth, and then what? 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 What is your your still speed? I like speed, but I've got a, I've got a I have a reverence for amphetamines now. Like I'm not saying they're on a pedestal, but I respect them from a distance. And every so often, I'm like, okay, yeah, we could do this. But it's not like wake up every day anymore because. Uh, what, what what made that switch? Oh, the the detoxing thing. It was the worst fucking experience ever. Because it's you you just want to die like f- for real. Like you're like I'm okay. I can just die right now and everything will be fine. I never have to feel it. Because it's like pain and you just feel like garbage. Like the sickest you've ever been. Like physically, like vomiting and shitting and all that. It's like that, but your whole body hurts and then you're also super depressed and like nothing makes sense and. Your brain just feels like mush, especially with everything you got going on. All the yeah, all the other insecurities. Shit, it just, yeah, it just and com- compounds and it was awful. And ugh. I mean, when this all happened, I was like nineteen too, so I wasn't even like out of high school. Anymore. But were you afraid that because when you were de- detoxing, it's because you couldn't get any? It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a I want. So that be dude clean. got arrested. That dude got arrested. That's the thing I left out. That guy definitely got arrested. Which guy? The dealer guy. Oh, that okay. I bought. I remember I was riding. I didn't have a car because cars cost money. I didn't have insurance or any of that shit. So I was riding my little pedal bike, same one I had in high school, around the neighborhood to like his house, and like definitely drug enforcement was there, like raiding. So you're shit. like, Oof. and I was just like, Hi, I'm gonna keep pedaling my little bike. <laughs> they didn't ask like, why is that 19 year old on a bicycle? I mean, yeah. I guess that's not really weird. It seems no. weird to me now, but no, it's yeah. Not weird. So I just rode past and just never went back. And it was fucking sketchy. <laughs> so, so you detox, not in, not in the mindset to get clean, just because you couldn't find anything. Yeah, because it's not like, I mean, even at that age, you can't just go to people like, do you know where to get crystal meth? Yeah. yeah. Like, people are like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, shit, that's a few years past, like, openly talking about masturbating and people not going, Ew. Yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, people are still fucking lying about getting hand jobs. What was, like, like the... Your circle of friends, what was their mindset? Most of them fucking either didn't know or didn't care. Really? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really try to hide it, but, like, at the same time, like, they had their own shit going on. Like, they were just like, all right, whatever, you always get fucked up. Like, they knew I got... I mean, these people, a lot of them... So here's the thing. A lot of those people I met, like, everyone that I knew basically pre-my high school, fuck, gone. Like, I don't know any of those people, because I moved. Just fucking, they disappeared. And all the... By the way... I tried to go back and talk to some of them. 
Uh, we cannot just said it best. Old friends don't mean shit. It is a terrible idea. Don't fucking do that. You've separated for a reason. If it was important... It depends. It depends. Mm, I've never had a good experience with that shit. It really, really depends. I never had a good experience. I tried a bunch of times. Like, I remember hitting up old friends I used to be super close with, and I was like, man, yeah. I mean, mind you, it was fledgling internet days, so you couldn't, like... IMing wasn't even a thing really like email yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like that was already hard as it was and this was also still like you'd be trying to like talk to somebody or whatever in like a shitty AOL chat and somebody picks up the phone and the whole thing's fucked and you're just shot and it's like mom well not mom fuck what, what, what would be some of the consequences on your body oh with all the so, drugs okay so I have two teeth now that uh, are to call them teeth is a fucking loose approximation. Uh, one of them, okay, so I joined the Navy after the fucking, yeah, I was in the Navy, we'll get to that. I joined the Navy, um, and while I was in Great Lakes, one of my teeth decided to just shatter. Like, it was already getting there, but it, like, I was eating breakfast. And what, it just, what, what is it about doing meth that uh, makes so your teeth It was, it was so actually weak. fairly, the mechanisms were fairly unknown until recently. And what it does is, uh, amphetamines in general cause, um, capillaries to go to shit and um it constricts them which can which causes your blood flow to go to shit and yeah. uh it does that there's a lot of those in your gums and it does that around your teeth and causes them to just fucking die off so all of the the good stuff in your teeth just dies and uh, also you grind them a lot so you like yeah so your fucking teeth wear down and like you don't also what the, the most important one that nobody touches on is when you're getting high like basic hygiene isn't fucking important. Like, so you're not, you're not brushing your teeth like, when, you're, when you're passed no. out on the floor. No, yeah. fuck no, dude. I mm, we'll get to that one too. Hmm, there's, there's a lot of really <laughs> terrible consequences of the being high thing. Like, I mean, um, mind you, what I'm about to say, I I'm not saying lightly, and I don't condone, and I'm not making a joke about it. It's a very serious topic. But in retrospect, looking back on it, I have to laugh at it because it was such a fucking nightmare fuel level of my life. But so detoxing happens, all that shit. Um, that shit fucks your brain up, by the way, like somewhat irreparably. Like it'll fuck up how your brain processes the feel good and feel bad chemicals. So it makes it a lot harder to feel good when, when you already have that as an existing condition, dealing with depression and anxiety. That's not a good combination, but I didn't care because I was fucking high. And drugs are bad. Um, sometimes uh, they're bad. <laughs> um, but so like my teeth fall apart, like one of them shatters in Great Lakes. And I got a fucking root canal and they put a post in. And now like I had a temporary crown. I was like, yeah, I'll totally we'll get a permanent put in. Fuck no, I was not. That shit costs money. I swallowed it one day. I don't even remember. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was eating something and I, it was there and then I got done and it was gone. Fuck it. Whatever. So then uh, actually in your fucking your land, I was in uh, Montreal one day. I remember I was eating a ham and cheese sandwich on white bread. The most lotion blood, soft ass sandwich known to man. <laughs> lotion blood. Yeah, lotion blood. <laughs> fucking soft, dog. So I was eating that and I took a bite and my molar just fucking exploded. Like a third of it just went pow. And I was like, well, I remember I was on tour and the dude that was on tour with I was like, my fucking tooth just exploded. And one of them goes, who also used to do a lot of drugs goes, yeah, it happens sometimes. <laughs> so it's a common, common thing. Um, and I was like, man, that really sucks. And I just kind of left it. And I was like, in, fully intending by this point in my life, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a fucking adult. I got a job and money. I can go to a dentist. Dentists are fucking expensive, back Very home expensive in the yeah. States. So that never happened. So fast forward, um, 
hey, you and I are on the fucking bandwagon one day. Shout out to Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. What up? Turbo so, House. Uh, yeah, she'll see. Yeah, Turbo House. Go there. It's sick. So she and I are standing in the bandwagon talking one day, and I have been in excruciating pain, like putting tubes of, of the Origel, like sticking it in the hole in my tube. Just, just to numb it. Yeah, just squeezing it in there and like getting it to stop hurting. And um, I finally couldn't fucking take it anymore. So I did that, swished a bunch of booze around, and then got like a it's like a plastic hard bristle brush for your shoes, like for polishing the yeah, boots. Yeah. And uh, once it went numb, I just brushed as hard as I could in the hole where my tooth was. And then there was this like wet pop, and then this like pink stringy thing came out. And then I bled like a stuck pig all over my fucking shirt. And Michelle's like standing there talking to me, watching this happen, thinking I'm brushing my teeth at the time, then realizes what actually happened. And I was just like, ah, oh, because like, it didn't fucking hurt anymore. I couldn't feel anything. It's fantastic. So you basically brushed your nerve out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea for everyone, but being poor and cheap, I've done a lot of weird home surgery. On my, I mean, like, that's the... I had a fucking abscess eye cut out, and that's in the hospital, did it? And I think yours, mine, yours looks better. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I lived, I lived in a shitty apartment in uh, behind a medical supply store, so you could just go buy like, you could just go buy like thread and fucking fish hook needle and shit, and just drink a bunch of Jack Daniels and sew your own body back together. See, you're, you're smart enough to pull shit like this off. I'm sure you read about it first. Yeah, you just go to fucking get biology books at the fucking anatomy books at the, at the, at the library. I mean, you just go, they, like, they got pictures that shows you where the fucking nerves and veins and capillaries are. I'm not going to, like... <laughs> but not everyone can understand that. Yeah, well, you know, life's hard, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fucked, man. Brushed the nerve out of my tooth. It hurt real bad. And that is a side effect of doing math. If you don't do math, you don't have to brush nerves out of your teeth so you can get through everyday life without excruciating pain. And it was, ugh. Not when you're on the road. I imagine when you're driving bands, you can't indulge and treat yourself. No, to no, 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 no. Mind you, mind you, all of this, all of this is like many years ago now. Like that, even that was like fucking fuck, like five years ago. I did that six years ago now. Um, now I just kind of like you get to a point where you get uh, you get old and you get fucked up enough times. You're like, this is dumb. Oh shit, like. But if you have time off at home, do you still indulge? Not really. I don't have... I don't, when, I, when I'm at home, I don't fucking... It's weird. So when I'm at home, I get, like, super healthy. Because, like, I try on the road, and I feel like shit, and then I fail, and it makes me feel worse, and then that bad brain thing kicks in, and it's like, you're a fat piece of shit. But I notice there's, like, a distinct uh, change in how my how my feeling, how I feel day to day. Like, when I'm at home, and I work out, and I, like, me and my roommate will be, like, uh, kind of a positive reinforcement on each other and making each other go and we like challenge each other and we'll go you know cardio day and um there's an i I can measurably see the difference in how i feel so like when i'm at home i force myself to go so i'm not fucking miserable the whole time because i that will happen it's 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 hard driving these things it is it's not a job that i would want it's also fucking hard just not being like i i'm happy that i get to tour but it is hard being on fucking tour this often and i mean i'm not obligated to do it i can go home because i'm sure some fucking armchair warrior sitting at home right now like you could fucking stay home yeah you're right i could stay home um but also there's kind of like a after a certain point, bands start to rely on you for certain things, and like you become their guy. Yeah, that is, yeah. and I'm, I've become the go-to guy for a, a, a number of bands where it's like, all right, it's not easy. As you saw, getting ready for this tour, it is not easy to just fucking find a new driver all the time. No, no, bandwagons. Anyone can drive them. 
I was like losing sleep leading up to this because I don't know who's going to be driving me. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a giant box on wheels. Yeah. That the, the, the walls that are separating me from the outside is probably an inch and a half thick. Yep. It's a glorified uh, box truck. Basically, box. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they're sick. Don't get me wrong. It's, but I was, I was worried and scared. Yeah. Well, and uh, so that like, it's not easy to just say, nope, I'm not going to tour. And like, I took off for fucking like two months early this year and it was crazy to me. Like, I forgot. Like, I'll go home and see things. I'm like, when the fuck did that? Like, I'm texting my dad. I'm like, when did that fucking Publix get built? And he's like, oh, yeah, they knocked down a bunch of orange groves. There's houses and shit now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's this weird, like, fucking. It's like a time lapse. Thing. Yeah. We expect like, everything to stay the same, but yeah, you it do. doesn't and quite it's happen. Like, it's almost like time stops and you go on tour and then you go home and then you have to fucking instantly deal with all those changes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah. And then, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, intense shit happens. Like, I've had, I've been on tour and then go home and, like, chicks that I was dating were like, you were gone for three months. Like, I'm done. And I'm like, wait, you didn't fucking tell me that. I, I was expecting to come home. I've like, been loyal the whole yeah, time. I didn't fucking, I never cheated on you. I mean, it's really easy on tour. Like, you'll never find out. But I didn't. I'm being a good man. Yeah. That shit's overrated, all right? We're not going to get into that, but you know what I'm talking about. Fuck that. Shit's overrated. I'm not saying being a piece of shit pays off, but God, sometimes fucking... It's gratifying. It, yeah, it's it's nice to not be a piece of shit and have that, like... It's also guiltifying. It is guiltifying, because somebody yells at you for fucking sick. <laughs> Don't... You're not fucking checking me into that, goddammit. <laughs> you said you've been listening to audiobooks? Yeah. What else do you do? How do you get through these drives? Uh, I pay fucking money to Google for the YouTube so I can close it. So I can turn the power on the screen off, and YouTube will just play, and I'll find playlists of shit that are, like, many hours long. Okay. Like, like Harvard puts lectures up, and, like, a bunch oh. of schools put, like, colleges put lectures up. That. I just listen to people talk about nerd shit. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything else. It's like, oh, another good one is movies that you know really well. You don't have to watch. You just have to play in the background. So I'll, put, I'll fucking rip the audio track from them, and I'll just put the audio tracks on my phone. And then I put my fucking my headset in. I'm like, you know, fucking listen to Shutter Island or something. And I'm like, I already know the fucking twist, DiCaprio. Wow, <laughs> you're crazy. I can relate. So, um, okay. Yeah, so high school, drugs, bad, all that shit happens. Um, so, like, fuck. I remember I tried to steal the money. I'm real bad at it. And me and my one of my friends, who I will also not name, um, decide we're like man we're we're going fucking nowhere fast in this life thing and we're like just almost in our 20s and back then you're like fuck man my 20s is where it really all starts and you feel like that's super important because you're like now nah, there's a, a lot of pressure yeah i'm gonna be an adult people are gonna respect me i'm fucking not a child anymore by the way all of those fucking wrong it's true you're a child no one's gonna respect you and it doesn't matter then like Sorry, I, they lied to you just like the teachers in fucking high school won't tolerate this. <laughs> teachers in college won't tolerate Teachers in college won't give a shit. But like, you didn't fucking show up. Whatever, you paid for this dumbass. Yeah, there's like 300 people in the class. Yeah, you're, you're fucking insignificant at that point. Either way, irrelevant. Uh, so I decide that, well, he, we kind of decided, we're like, maybe we should do something. One of our friends is joining the Navy. So we're like, fuck it, let's join the Navy. It was literally that easy. And mind you, we're like invading countries at the time and shit. George George Bush was in yeah there uh, yeah he's like fucking yelling about brown people being the devil and shit and you know the world's all fucking Islamophobic and whatnot and I, none of that factored in at all I didn't give a shit I was like huh they'll give me money to not die so sick let's do that and then that was it was just that like there was no like I want to fight for my country and how long, how long did this last 
months. <laughs> Not my fault. Not my fucking fault, dude. It's so, never Garrity's fault. No, no. When it's it's Garrity's fault a lot. When it's Garrity's fault, he will fucking admit it and be like, "I'm a fucking dumb piece of shit." Oops. And that's the most you'll get out of me because I already said I was dumb. <laughs> fucking um. No. So my recruiting officer didn't send my medical packet. I have a bunch of tattoos and. Uh, so for those of you out there in Radioland, I have a fucking tramp stamp, but specifically I have a G.G. Allen tramp stamp. And if you don't know who G.G. Allen is, that's not my fuck up. That is I, I know who G.G. Allen is, but I do not know oh, I don't you mean have you. a G.G. Allen tramp stamp. I didn't know you had a tramp stamp. So I have across my butt cheeks, it says life sucks on one and it says skull, uh, scum fuck on the other. Oh no, I must know this. Yeah, I've seen you, you naked. Yeah, you hell <laughs> everybody sees me naked. It's uh, no shame. I know what I look like. Garbage. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so... Medical packet. Yeah, so when you go through, like, Dep in, and you have to go to fucking uh, Maps, and you get fucking, they check you out, and I had to step weird because I have flat feet, and I didn't want them to kick me out, so I, they taught me how to curl my toes so I wouldn't look like I had flat feet. It was a thing. It was cool. Um, and they are like, yeah, you're fucking fine. Sick. And I have to do an initial PFA at the time. I'm, like, in shape, like running and not fat, and, you know, you're young and feel invincible, and your metabolism hasn't slowed down yet, so you can, like, fuck off. And still make it and be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to look like this forever. Whatever. Yeah, no, you're going to eat, like, two cookies in your 30s and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My tits have tits. Um, it's the estrogen. Yeah, whatever. I don't fucking... They, they, back then, they also... Fun fact, uh, for those of you that are young. Uh, when I was in high school, they used to tell you smoking weed would give you tits. And then I smoked a bunch of weed. And guess what? By proxy, it gave me tits because weed made me love eating ice cream. <laughs> so they were kind of right, I guess, in that. But they also fucking lied to me. So I had to smoke a bunch of weed to prove them wrong. Unrelated. Uh, so you go in and they medically check you out and shit. Well, I had to get waivers for my tattoos, which means I have to, like, explain to a fucking a naval person because I joined the Navy. Yeah, so I have to explain to them, like, who Gigi Allen is, which, if you know, uh, then that's going to be a fun conversation. Like, he's a punk rocker, and they're like, what he would, else? He would get naked on stage. And throw and fucking feces at people. people. Yeah, and, then and fight have, people. Yeah, and then you have, like, such classics as expose yourself to kids, or, like, you know, fucking all kinds of terrible, which I'm just going to let you look that shit up. I'm not your parents. So, he's a fucked up dude, but I respect his art, you know. It just shows you can be a fucking fuck up and fight your own way through life. And I mean, he died, but that's <laughs> okay. Shitty example, whatever. So like, I get up to Great Lakes and like, does anybody fucking have tattoos? Step out of line, so sick. Step out of line. Where's your tattoos? On my butt. Oh, you had no others at this point. No, I had a tattoo. Oh, I had two tattoos. Life sucks, gum fuck across my butt cheeks. And then while I was getting that, the dude who did it was like, what if we put a grenade on your butt cheek? And I was like, sick. Because <laughs> I was not old enough to be sure of getting tattoos. Let's put it that way. Um, we'd also been drinking the whole night that he decided that we agreed to this. So, like, clearly I was on a fucking warpath for good decision making at the time. So he like, yeah, butt tattoos, sick. And then I have to explain to a naval officer why I got butt tattoos. And then I'm like, it's a life sucks scum fuck. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, it's a thing for, it's a, a, punk, song. for a punk rock yeah. dude. Who is it? And I'm like, GG Allen. <laughs> they're like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I have to tell him. So I'm like, I'm like, GG Allen. And then he like immediately spins in his little chair and then goes to the Googles and types it in. And I'm like, fucking don't do that. No. That's what I've been trying to avoid this whole time. And then as soon as he does, just fucking hell breaks loose. He's like, what the fuck? 
how did this what no and then he's like immediately looking for my medical to see that it was actually approved because like he's thinking you know no fucking clean cut logical person would ever listen to this garbage uh it's gonna make the kids go crazy so uh and then he realizes i don't have a medical packet they never fucking sent it so like none of my medical waivers for anything are there like i could have fucking backwards knee dick syndrome or whatever and nobody would know and they're just like sick yeah your fucking bones are made out of kool-aid you get in a pool you're gonna disappear like they would never know yeah they're like nope get the fuck go now office and then they call down there and my recruiting officer was going back to be like an aircraft mechanic or some shit and he was like half paying attention and then they open his desk and like oh yeah it's totally right here he just fucking forgot so they're like oh and at the time here's the thing i was joining so i could be a nuclear machinist mate which means work on fucking nuke reactors and shit and do which would make sense for you super nerd shit it was sick also it was the second highest paying fucking job that they offered me the other one was being a navy seal and fuck that nope i would much rather like to sit in a sub a mile below the sea and fucking you know not get shot at play with chemicals make sure the ph is balanced in the reactor all that shit um now it didn't happen sent me home uh, basically because i got kicked out and i had my they wrote it down as tattoos but they were like you can get them covered up or removed and come back and i was like no you fuck this up not me like i did what i was supposed to and they're like mm, we're not gonna admit we're wrong and like at the time we're like at war and shit so no one's even though I they want bodies too, huh? though. they didn't just want bodies at that well, point that's, that's the funny thing about that you would think they would and like I was trying to do a program that has a ridiculously high washout rate mm-hmm. and like people don't generally want to do anyways like people aren't lined up to be like hey instead of a four year commitment it's seven and change like you gotta go to college for three years to learn about like nuclear engineering and shit like people aren't lined up for that because the average person's probably not gonna fucking understand it to begin with or want to do it yeah, yeah, yeah but i was stoked and then be like, like a tough scientist dude yeah and then they're just like oh i mean i sit in a boat and fucking be a nerd and i'm like <laughs> fuck you nerd probably instead of swirlies i stick my head outside the sub and the pressure crushes my head because we're like a mile down yeah but no so after that i was like fuck this i got a shitty apartment and did drugs again because i had a bunch of money they paid me for the limited time I was there. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, but then they were like, okay, you got money again, and what do you do when that's what you were doing before? You're like, all right, I fucking detox, but I'm going to like put my life on track and join the Navy and shit. That failed. What do you do? Go back to what you know, drugs. So you do those, and they're terrible still, but like you do different ones so you don't feel bad. Like Instead of doing like speed, you're like, I'm going to eat all these mushrooms now because they grow in cow fields by my house, and that's sick, which, I mean, that was kind of cool. But then it's like, you just get bored, and then it doesn't help, and then, like, one day, you're like, man, so, like, one of my roommates is supposed to watch one of my pets, it's about to get really dark, heads up, like, <laughs> no bullshit, uh, trigger warnings, all that shit, if you're sensitive to, like, animals getting fucked up, and, like, the thing where you don't want to live anymore, I'm not talking about some dark shit, sorry, just, uh, fast forward till... Matt will tell you when. So one of my roommates was supposed to watch one of my pets while I went on a trip. It was like the first vacation I'd taken ever. And then I came home and he didn't because he's a piece of shit. And um, so I came home and it was like in the act of dying. Uh, yeah. So I was fucking. What, what pet though? What, a I, dog? I, used, no, I used to have little hedgehogs. Got it. Yeah. yeah I was always weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> dogs Hedge- were hedgehogs are cute. They are. They're sick. I had great. I had two of them at separate times. But one of them, it's dying. I'm freaking out. So I chase him out of the house with a machete. Clearly, the whole like well set mental status thing still a thing. So like. I'm just like, oh, he fucking killed my friend. I guess I gotta kill him now. And the cops show up? No, fuck no. He ran like a mile down the street <laughs> crying and freaking out because he thought I was still after him. But I was just sitting in my room talking to myself. My other roommate called my dad and I'm like, hey, he's doing that crazy thing again. And my dad's like, shit. He's probably gonna hurt one of you. You should leave. And like, because that's how I handled stress at the time. And so like, my dad's like, hey, buddy, come over. And then we like buried him and I was like, okay. And my dad's like, maybe you should stay here for a while. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, he's right. It was a good choice in my life, but it also makes you feel like an absolute piece of shit. Because you're like, I'm not mentally well set enough to live on my own. I'm going to hang out with my dad. Yeah, yeah. fuck, no, whatever. And like, at that point, I'm in my 20s and I'm like living at my parents' house again. And I would had that taste of freedom where you're like, I'm going to go live on my own for yeah, like a yeah. year and a half. And I, whatever. That was good for your your self esteem. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, coming back it home. Al- it was also bad though because I just got drunk a lot. I, like worked at a porn store, which was sick, or so I thought at the time. I, like worked. Yeah, I would sell dildos to people and like porn, and we had jack shacks. And I started. I started off as the janitor. I would literally go into these fucking booths where people pay money to jerk off. Jesus. And then I would just fucking mop up their fucking bad decisions. Ugh. Yeah, it was t- really terrible. Ugh. But I was like broke and needed a job, and like I was living on the ca- so the apartment I lived in. I didn't even have a room. I lived on a couch. Like it, it sucked. It's retrospect. I would never do it again. Look, but that's uh, whatever. You're fucking nineteen. You, you gotta walk a path. Yeah. yeah I, trust me. I was not the king of good decisions to that point. I was not fucking about to start at nineteen and be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the path I need my <laughs> life to be on. <laughs> fucking chug liquor and clean up jizz. <laughs> Woo. People are like, oh, you're at a porn star. That must be so cool. Your friends at 19 just goes to show how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> uh, no, it's not cool. Like, I'm, I'm mopping up 50-year-old dude's fucking baby batter. Like, it sucks. Um, one dude fucking shit one time. He just fucking, he used to put D batteries in a fucking condom and, like, fuck himself with it. And that's fine. Like, cheap dildo, whatever he's into. But I guess he went hard in the paint that day. And then, like, fucking whoosh. And he pooped. And I had to clean it up because that was my job. And it sucked. Um, that place got closed, by the way. Well, everybody there got <laughs> fired and they reopened it. Um, I don't regret not working there anymore. I quit one day. I just got tired of it and was like, I fucking hate. Like, you know when you have those decisions in your life where you've been doing something and then, like, you realize what a shitty, shitty decision it is? And, like, you're like, I fucking hate this. I don't know why I've been doing this. Like, I've just been at it. And, like, I, it feels like that sense of normalcy is the only thing that keeps you there. But then you realize you're like, this is fucking awful. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Like when you have that moment where you're like, it's something that you've been comfortable with and doing for so long. And then you just realize, like, I don't want to fucking do this. That happened. Do, do you think you'll ever hit that touring? Mm, let me get back to you because that's a maybe. That's a hard maybe. But uh, yeah, so go back to my dad's house and I'm like sitting there one day drinking and fucking being a piece of shit and depressed and not dealing with any of my emotional issues and uh like one day i was like i'm just fucking i'm over this like drugs aren't cutting it fucking drink is not cutting it i'm just like i'm fucking out don't care anymore i can't even fucking live on my own just depressed all the time and like i'm like i'm just gonna fucking one and done and uh at the time i had a fucking rifle and uh i fucked it up because i was so drunk that it hit my uvula and then i like puked all over myself and passed out this really happened this yeah really happened. oh yeah i so I, normally when i tell people this that know me this i tell them this story it's way less 
dark <laughs> and it's way funnier to me i'm not saying that that's a funny topic but so i you ha- had the rifle in your mouth yeah but i have to laugh about it now because that's the only way i can get past it like it was such a fucked up time but yeah it, i was wasted like just completely blackout drunk and like fucking hit my uvula and my gag reflex has always been shit and I just rah, fucking vomit all over myself, and I wake up and like my I had a big beard at the time, and it's like stuck in the carpet at my dad's house, and like it's like vomit is. You were worried about your father finding you. I didn't really think about any of that because that's like the thing that happens then is you're like yeah you don't think about those things, and they say it's like a temporary solution, like you know temporary whatever problem. I don't remember how that saying goes, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, it is. It totally is. It's like a fucking at the time you think like this is it. I'm gonna fucking done it's never gonna get better well uh, yeah at that point it will never get better because you don't have a now don't get me wrong i'm not gonna fucking give a life speech to everyone saying that like i know how to fix your life i have no fucking clue i haven't even fixed mine yet (laughs) but that was the moment where i was like all right the drugs fucking the drinking like all the time like maybe i'll fucking make a real effort at this adult thing and like uh, that was right when touring picked up actually and that was the thing like a sense of purpose almost yeah it was the touring and then I met somebody, and she was like, that's a fucking terrible idea. Don't ever do that. And then, like, for six years, you know, we had a thing, and that was kind of a positive thing. And I told her about that, and she hit me. Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> she did. Because I was like, it's real funny. Like, it happened, huh? And then she was like, pow. She's like, that's not funny. Don't ever fucking do that again. And that was, like, that moment where I was like, oh, other people would give a shit. Like, it just never registered. Your dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, my dad, like, fucking, obviously, the rest of my family, my friends, like, it's just... And how often, like, with the touring back and forth, do you get to... Are you still clean? Are you, like, still yeah, dabble? I mean, like, I fucking... I haven't done, like, speed... Yeah, and I'll, I don't keep. So I'm real bad about this. I don't keep track of things like because if I think if I keep track of it, I think about it, and then I want to do it. Yeah, and like so, like I I quit smoking after our tour in Europe. That's true. You're not even smoking on this. Yeah, one. I quit. I quit smoking. I got congrats fucking, on that. Uh, it wasn't a fucking like everything else in my life. It wasn't a logical choice that I made. It happened to. It was a choice made for me. Uh, I had a. I ended up getting. So the end of the tour, I got sick. I had a bacterial lung infection and a viral lung infection at the same time, and was on my way to getting pneumonia. And a doctor in Poland was like, "You should fucking stop." So I was like, "Okay." And I remember the defining moment in Poland, going to see Behemoth with uh, my friends that I was staying with, and I was like, "Hold on, I'm waiting at the end of the Uber." And I had a cigarette, and I'd just taken a drag, and I went to cough, and I turned my head, and then I fucking puked through my fingers. Like, I coughed once so hard that I vomited through my own hand. Not, like, put a hole in my hand, but the space between my fingers. Yeah, I, yeah, I got it, yeah, yeah. That picture is... It was just phlegm? Uh, no, it was just, like, everything. Okay. Like, I was starting to get fluid buildup. It was awful. So I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go. And then I was just sleeping for, like, 12 hours at a time. So I just didn't start again. And I can't tell you what date that was. I don't fucking remember. But I like that because every other time I've tried to quit smoking, when I, which I've tried a lot and failed, because I'm real good at stopping, but I'm way better at starting again. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I kept track and was like, it was January third. Yeah, yeah. Then I'll be like, it was. You're January. counting the months, and then I'm like, yeah. it was January third. That's been oh man, I want one. I haven't had one in a while since January third. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how my brain works. I'm like, ah, and then I want it. So I can't tell you how long it's been, but like, I have a. I also have, like, I'm an adult now, so I, I know my limits. I'm not a fucking idiot teenager. It's like, do everything all the time. Yeah. But it's like, now I can sit down and be like, you know, I'll go out and fucking party or whatever, be out with my dudes or whatever. And then it's like, you know what? I will do a fucking tutor right now. I feel good. I can do that. 
It's like having fucking ice cream for breakfast. You don't do it every damn day, but like once in a while, you fucking do. And that's what being an adult <laughs> means. And no one can tell you otherwise. I mean, the cops can if you're in front of you because that shit's illegal and ice cream's not. But like, yeah. you get what I'm saying. If you want to, you can. And that's all right. You're never worried about getting arrested with some mm. stuff on you. I, that's the thing. I don't ever have stuff on me. Like, if you do, you take it. Yeah. Like, I have, I don't do it on tour. I don't have it with me because it's that's more of a thing because I'm worried about the other bands because like I'm in control and also like I can't because I'm driving so like, I don't really have the time sort of thing but like when I'm home or if I'm out like with my band or something like that then it's a different story because they're all adults and they make their own life decisions as well so like but yeah no I don't fucking I don't really fuck around on tour and like at home I don't really I, I, fuck, I, I can't remember the last time. Like, I don't do that shit at home either because I just don't have time and I don't care. And I'm like too busy trying to like not fucking die from running. <laughs> like, oh. And having a bit of a social life. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. There's like a handful <laughs> of people I actually talk to at home and they're like, and other people are like, man, you didn't want to go to that fucking show at the bar. And it's like, you're fucking right, I didn't. Yeah, I've been doing that for six months. It's the, literally the last place I want to go. And they're like, that's fucked up, man. How do you feel... Hell over Europe versus Hell over North America. This is way fucking busier. For I, like, you, yeah. I like the one where I could sit in the bus and <laughs> crush beers and fucking flip over seats. The, the double bandwagon thing has created like we don't get to see the aborted guys as much. Yeah, we don't get. To, I don't get to see you guys and hang out. I think this is the first time we've all like sat together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah to examine my poor life decision making. It's been fun though. It has been. It's been fun. I appreciate you coming. Thanks, buddy. Being so honest. I mean, bringing a delicious funky Buddha beer. Probably the best beer I drank on the whole tour, honestly. Uh, I'm not saying this is a bad beer, but that's a fucking low bar we set. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, we've had some good ones. We had a couple. No, I've ones. had some good ones. Oh, on you this. have? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I drank Miller Lite a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 Garrity, thank you so much. First comeback, hey. return Vox and Hops alumni. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate sick shirt it too. Shout out to anyone else who does this. You get a sick shirt. Out of That's the deal. right. Thank you. Thank you. Love talking to you. Stoked to a few more days together. Hell over North America is going to be done soon. Yeah, we've got Quebec City, Montreal, Rwanda, Toronto. Wait, is that how you really say that? I have been just avoiding those words. <laughs> yeah, Toronto, Indianapolis. You'll, by the time you hear this, it'll all be done. That's right. Pet Cheers, Garrity. Later, Matt. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thank you so much for listening right to the end. Greatly appreciate that. Woo! That was a dark episode. I remember sitting there in the bandwagon and Garrity just unloading all all of this 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 crazy crazy stuff that he's done in his life, and um, just thinking how how he's just so level headed and so calm about it all, and just it's him, you know. Love the dude. I love you, Garrity. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Um, you know, you guys gotta, you gotta walk a path in life to get where you want to go. And, uh, he's, he's going in a good direction now after being through a lot of shit. So, uh, I love you, dude. Big hug, big shout out. Can't wait to see you again. Uh, with all that being said, I forgot to mention that, uh, his band Wolfhammer is going out on tour and that starts on, uh, June 25th and it runs all the way to July 17th. And that's in the States. You can check that all out. I will uh, post a flyer in the description. You guys should check it out. Get some tickets and uh, go drink some beer uh, with uh, with Garrity. He deserves it. Don't bring him the other shit, though. Just some beers. I appreciate you all listening. I am in the process of uh, thinking of finally accepting some sponsors for Vox and Hops. 
if you have a product, if you have some beer, I, I'm going to be specific about this. I only want to be sponsored by stuff that I appreciate, stuff that I would support, and uh, stuff that I feel comfortable standing behind. With that being said, uh, stuff involved in the music industry, whether it's equipment, whether it's um, you know a label, whether you're a booking agent and you want me to promo some tours, promo some bands, promo some music, you're a manager, you're a publicist, hit me up. Or, you know, on the other side of things, if you are involved in the beer scene and you want uh, some more exposure for your brewery, some of your beers, uh, we can do it on a episode basis or we could do it on a multiple episode basis. It's up for discussion. Hit me up, Matt at VoxandHops.com. That's M-A-T-T at V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And uh, we can discuss all this. Uh, I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, There is no podcast without all of you. You are what makes Vox and Hops uh, tick and roll, and I greatly appreciate all of you. Keep sharing it, keep talking about it, keep listening to it, and most importantly, drink some beer while you listen to it, because the podcast goes down a little bit better that way. Uh, I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope you have a great week. As I said, I'm getting ready to go back on tour, so I'm just trying to be with my family as much as possible. It always sucks leaving, but it's a part of the job. So I hope you have a great week. Hang out with your loved ones. Hang out with your friends. Hang out with the people that are most important to you, and most importantly, drink great craft beers. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.